0: time for our featured speaker today. I'm very excited because once in a while I feature a newer coach, someone who is just getting started in the business. What is working for that coach? And she is definitely on the newer side, but just oh so right for what what she's doing right now. She She started in April, so I think she's six months in. She's already a Diamond coach. She has already hit Success Club every single month that she's been coaching. So five of those months, she was in SC-5, one of those months, SC-10. So I'm excited to bring on from Omaha, Nebraska, Kathleen Rourke. Come on in.
1: Hello, good morning. Thanks so much
0: for having me. You're very welcome. I know that you are in one of your optometry offices, right? Yes, um, I am. <laughs> so I am going to let you uh, tell the audience how you found Beachbody, how you got started, and I will uh, get out of your way here.
1: Yeah, thanks. So I feel like there are a lot of layers to my story, um, but I will start as, t- you know, starting out describing how I became a coach. And if I was going to sum up into one word why I became a coach, I would probably say finances. Uh, 2020 and 2021 were very difficult years for myself and my family. Prior to those years, my husband had a career in law enforcement. And unfortunately, he suffered an injury. And this may sound a little selfish, but I did not want him going back to the job. I didn't want him on the road anymore. And I wanted him home with us. And so I started masterminding and thinking, well, maybe if he came into the business with me, he wouldn't have to go back to law enforcement. And so I started working my magic and having the conversation with him. And I ultimately convinced him that if I opened this third practice, my third practice, my third optometry practice in six years, that I was going to need so much help that he would have to retire from law enforcement and come in to work with me so he got on board and he did just that he retired and he came in to help me open this practice that i'm in today and we opened our doors in december of 2019 and so we were incredibly excited we saw our first patients at the end of the year fast forward two months to february of 2020 and we found out that we were unexpectedly expecting our fourth child So we had this brand new office. We knew I was going to be going on maternity leave and less than 30 months or 30 months, 30 days later, we unfortunately had to close our offices to all three of our practices due to COVID. We weren't able to see routine care. And so very quickly, we went from a dual income family with three children to essentially a zero income family with four children it was incredibly terrifying it brings me to emotions every time i think of how terrified i was in that moment thinking how am i going to provide for my family what what does this look like for us when are we going to be able to go back to work and since then i you know we started to work our way back and we have been able to come back from that obviously we are back and running in our optometry office but that financial fear has carried carried over from that time. I still hold on to that financial fear. And, you know, through those times of building back, I was having to work incredibly hard. I was in my office more than 60 hours a week. I was t- nursing an infant. I was taking care of my four children, three of which were three and under, I was trying to take care of my patients and I was trying to manage my husband's military schedule that he continued to maintain. I was truly shocked. I was pouring into everybody else and I stopped taking care of myself. And I almost didn't even recognize the person that I was when I looked in the mirror. In one night, one late late night, I was in my bed completely stressed out. I wasn't able to sleep because I had stopped sleeping pretty much by that point. And I was scrolling social media. And all of a sudden I came across a reel from Erin Hopkins. And I could not look away. This woman was smiling. She was full of energy. She looked so much like she was having so much fun and she was full of life. And when I clicked on her page, it was the exact same thing. All of a sudden, I saw this woman that was incredibly happy and full of energy. And when I clicked on her story, it was the same thing. She was talking about this amazing community and support system that she had. She was talking about these women that she was leading in their businesses that were finding amazing success. And what I held on to in that moment is that she, you could tell that she was so passionate about others succeeding around her that it wasn't even about her. It was about everybody else. And that resonated with me because that's who I am. I always put others first. And all of a sudden, I wanted to know more. I needed to know what she was doing. I wanted what she had. I needed what she had. And so I did something completely crazy that night. I messaged a stranger and I said, hey, I know I don't know you, but I'm interested in doing what you're doing. Can you tell me more? And that night I actually got sleep and I went to bed hopeful and excited of what this could potentially mean for me and my family. So I went in the next day and I talked to my husband and I said, "Hey, I did this thing and I signed up to be a coach." And I told him that this was possibly a financial opportunity for our family. And that was true. I really did believe that this could be a, an opportunity that would help me get past that financial fear that I had been carrying since 2020. But deep down, I honestly felt like this was going to be something for me. There was a small part of me that knew that I clicked yes, that I wanted to be a coach for me. It was going to be something that I could not have to put on a nursing bra, that I could just show up for me. So... Like I said, there's a lot of layers to my story, but if I had to put my, you know, beginning stages as to why I became a coach, I think it would be finances and the hope that Erin Hopkins gave to me.
0: Um, you you know, it's funny, you cut out a little bit and it came back to, I didn't have to put on a nursing bra or something. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cracking up. There's so much to unpack here. One of the, my but, favorite things is that Erin Hopkins was on this call when she first started. And so to see this whole arc, that now you know you you reached out to a total stranger. We know Erin Hopkins; she's not a stranger to us. But she once started uh, from zero as well. And the other thing is that people think on social media all you're putting um, on social media are the fun smiling pictures, you know. And yes, you are. But there's also there's stories and there's reels and there's videos. And it came to you at a moment when you totally um, needed it. And you're Superwoman. Okay, so I don't know what, I don't remember what your superpower is at the end of this call, but superwoman, kids, husband retiring, um, practices, optometry practices. So we build a life where we just keep piling it on because we know we can handle it. And at some point, we we break, you know, and we're taking care of everybody else. And then we realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not super happy, and I'm not super fit or healthy, you know, And then lo and behold, you see Aaron Hopkins and she is genuinely happy with what she's doing. Yes, and it and it all clicks for you. and i and I think that that is our life that is the the human condition is that we take stuff on, then we add more, add more, add more. And then there's the tipping point.
1: Right? Yes. And that night, that was my tipping point. I realized that, oh my gosh, why am I feeling like this? Why am I doing this to myself? And yeah, absolutely. It was, it was that moment in time that I had that light bulb go off that I, I need to do something different. I need to change.
0: But you know what? It's only us who pile it all on. And then it's only us that say, I've piled too much on.
1: So <laughs> yeah. So, we played
0: this little game with ourselves, and um, very happy that you stumbled on Aaron Hopkins. Um, I do want to talk about this topic because I asked you to talk about this topic, and it is how did you get your second sale? So we coming out of Summit, you know, there was this, there were questions, there were growing concerns about reaching out further beyond your warm market, warm market, the people you know, friends and family who want to support you as a new coach, they see you, you're feeling good about yourself. They're like, I'm going to support her. Second sale or the second person that you reach out to or try to connect with can be more challenging than the first because you're reaching out to somebody that you may not know. Absolutely. So I want you to talk about this topic. Why is it personal to you and, and what you did in your first sale, second sale and beyond?
1: Yeah, I, I could sit here and tell you that it was easy <laughs> and say, oh, I just went out and talked to people. But that would be a complete lie. I actually would have to kind of go back to the beginning and how I started as a brand new coach I came out of the gate, I was like excited. I had all the emotions. I was ready to go. I was ready to crush it. I was ready to make my husband proud and my coach proud. And I came busting out of the gates and then I realized I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> what does this even mean? I I don't even know what this looks like. And you know, I've opened multiple offices. I know what business is supposed to look like and all of a sudden I was you know, a fish out of water. I didn't know what I was doing. Luckily, Erin um, Hopkins, being the amazing coach she is, she showed me my back office. She, you know, introduced me to team calls, things like the national wake up call. And so, I like to think of it as myself as being coachable. So I did what my coach said, and I was open to it. I got on these calls, and I started hearing all these women talk about this, and. You know they were talking about this and that and they were so passionate and fired up and excited and that got me fired up and excited but then i realized i didn't even know what they were talking about it was almost like they were talking a foreign language sc this pc that diamond this and i was petrified i was frozen i thought oh my gosh, what am I doing? I don't know what they're talking about. How can I go out and do what they're telling me to do of invite and connect when I feel like I don't know everything? I feel like I don't know how to even talk about it. So I continued to get on the calls like my coach told me to do and use the resources that were given to me, but I stayed silent And unfortunately at the beginning, so did my business. And I thought, uh Oh, this isn't good. I don't know what I'm doing. But again, I stayed as open as I possibly could to what my coach was telling me. And as I continued to get on these calls and open up to these resources, I continually heard the same thing being mentioned. And that was the four vital behaviors. So I thought, okay, That sounds like a checklist to me. I can do checklists, you know, and four things that's totally manageable. Usually on my checklist, I've got about 80 things to do. So four things I can crush this. So even though I felt like I didn't know everything, I knew I had to start with something I could manage. And so I started with the four vital behaviors. And when I got into the four vital behaviors, I realized I was already doing step one. So I was already drinking my Shakeology. I was already, um, you know, doing my workouts. I had started gut protocol. If you've done gut protocol, you know that that gets results. And my results came to me very quickly. So, you know, step one, check. I could already do that. And then I got to number two, you know, connect, invite, and follow up. And I had to pump the brakes. I thought, oh, my goodness, how, how can I do this? I can't go out and talk to people, which is hilarious because I talk to people for a living. I have patients sit in my chair every single day and I talk to them. But the difference was, is they sought me. They were wanting to talk to me about them. And all of a sudden I had this theory in my mind that I was going to go have to seek people to talk about me. And that I didn't like that feeling. It felt salesy to me. And I did not want to be a salesperson. I did not sign up for that. I'm a medical professional. We don't do sales. And so I thought, okay, I can't do number two. I need to skip that part. And then I went to, and I found personal development in that, in those four vital behaviors. And to be totally honest, I didn't think I could do that either. I thought personal development, that's not for me. I've come this far in my life. I've been fairly successful at what I've tried my hand at. I don't need personal development. Maybe I can just check it off the list and tell Erin Hopkins that I did it and she would never know. (laughs) But what I realized is that all of these individuals that have gone before me raved about personal development and I clicked and I realized, okay, if it's working for them. I must be missing something here. So I better try it because they will obviously know if I haven't done it. So I started my first book of personal development was the compound effect. And I got it on audible because I had no time to actually sit down and read a book for pleasure. So I started reading this or excuse me, listening to this and I gobbled that thing up. I went through it so quickly and I realized that this was a shift that I needed in my own head. I realized that by making small, tiny changes in my everyday life, had these t- tiny changes had such a great impact on my overall life and what was to come in the future. So all of a sudden, I started showing up as a better mom, a better spouse, a happier boss. And I felt something different inside of me. I felt joy. And it was great. And coupled with my workouts and my nutrition plan, I started to feel this confidence. And it was like this snowball, it started to move. And I thought, oh my gosh, I feel so good. And I actually finished that compound effect on my way out to my family's house for a holiday. And when I got there, I started talking to my mom and my aunt at the island um, as we were preparing food. And I said, Hey, I've been like really feeling good. I've been doing this new thing. And they said, we know, we can tell, we see a change in you. What are you doing? And I said, I've just been doing these home workouts and following this nutrition plan. And you know what? You guys could actually do this workout with me. I I think you could really do it. and You'd probably like it. Do you want to try it with me? And they said, yes. And I, it was like I won the Super Bowl. I mean, I was like so excited. I got on my phone. I was texting Aaron. I was in our threads, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I just got my first guess. I just got my first sale. And it was a it was a feeling I'll never forget. <laughs> but what I didn't realize is that Aaron Hopkins is gonna come back to me and say, that's great. Now what? Let's let's do it again. Let's do it again. And when she did that, like a good coach, I, again, was frozen. I was petrified. I was like, well, I didn't actually sell anything. And all I did was go out and tell my family how good I felt. But now you're asking me to basically go sell. And she said, no, 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 no. There's no difference. You just went out and told somebody how good you felt and they wanted to do it. It's the same thing. And I thought, no, it's not. And I was getting in my own head. And all of a sudden that momentum I had felt for my first personal development book had halted. And I thought, okay, I've got to make a shift. And how did that shift come the first time? It was through personal development. And I'm never going to get to the vital behavior number two if I don't master my personal development and, and, and work on myself. So I had to be open to this change. I had to trust what was being preached in these in these calls and so i did that i got my second book of personal development and the the book that i started was get over your damn self and i realized that that is exactly what i needed to do i needed to get out of my own way this thing that i had been you know uh, that i was experiencing was not mine to hold that i needed to go out and share that with the world and so i took a leap of faith And I thought, okay, I touched my family. I need to cast my net a little bit wider. And so I reached out to some friends through text message. And I was was terrified, you guys. I really was scared. But I was counting on my personal development and how good I felt. And, again, I just didn't feel like it was mine to withhold from them. And so I reached out to them. I said, Hey, it's been really hard for me to get in the gym lately. I was feeling really discouraged about not being able to lose all this baby weight. You guys know I've been struggling with nursing and I found this thing and I've been doing these home workouts and seeing results and, you know, following a nutrition plan. I thought you guys might want to do it with me. And they said, yes. And again, it was like, I won the Super Bowl all over again. I was so excited and it felt so good. But what I didn't know is that this yes from one of my friends was going to be life-changing. That same friend came to me a couple weeks later of doing this program, and she said, thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. And what she proceeded to tell me is that she was going through a very personal and private matter that I had no idea she was dealing with. And this life raft of self-care that I just threw for her to get her out of her normal routine was exactly what she needed to help float her out of the storm she had been weathering silently alone. Had I not invited my friend that day, I wouldn't have made my second sale. But most importantly, I would not have been able to help her and show up for her when she needed me the most. And she said some words to me that bring me to tears almost every time I say them, And she said, I thought I was the only one. And that's so difficult for me to hear because I felt that same way laying in my bed that night that I found Aaron Hopkins. And I felt like I was the only one struggling. I felt like I was the only one who felt so isolated in early motherhood and private practice ownership. And I knew that I didn't want to feel that way anymore, and I knew my friend shouldn't have to feel that way anymore either. And so I knew that in that moment of her saying those words to me, that I needed to hold on to those words and and go tell everybody else because people are struggling and dealing with things that we don't even know about, and if we don't go and connect and invite, we'll never be able to help them. And so with that, with those words. I casted my net very large and I went and did something really crazy. And I posted to my social media and I posted a transformation post. And yes, this transformation post shared and showed some physical change, but what the caption read was totally different. I got real raw and vulnerable in that post. And I shared how I was feeling on my day one, the girl on the left, And I shared my internal struggles of early motherhood practice ownership, feeling like the days were like dragging on. And then I showed the picture on the left or excuse me, the girl on the right, and I showed how differently and I told how differently I was feeling so quickly. And I was terrified because I got outside my comfort zone because we've all heard there's no growth in the comfort zone. So I did something totally scary and and crazy. And I slammed my phone down and I went and saw my patients for the day. And when I came back, my inbox was full. It was exploding. And yes, some people were interested in the physical transformation. But most importantly, my inbox was full of people asking about my internal transformation. And as I was going through the list of people who had reached out to me, these people were people that I didn't think I had a connection with. They were an acquaintance from way back when, or maybe a friend of a friend that we had added each other on Facebook because we met at a part of random party randomly, but we didn't actually have a connection. Those were the people in my inbox. Had I gone through my friend list and picked and choose who I was going to invite, I wouldn't have picked those people because I didn't think I had a connection with them. And it turns out I was completely wrong. I was completely wrong. I had a connection with these people. And so I got through my first vital behavior. I got through being proof proof the product works. I got through my personal development and I was still carrying that over every single day, working on that. And all of a sudden I was finding myself doing the, the vital behavior that I thought was so entirely scary, connecting with people. And the funny thing is, is I wasn't selling. I wasn't talking truly about myself. I was talking about somebody, the person on the other line. I was talking about them. Yes, it truly was about me, but the person on the other line felt like I was talking about them. And we were able to connect. And that brought me to my last vital behavior of getting people results. Had I not been able to connect with these people on such a real raw level, I probably would have never been able to get people the results that I wanted to in my in my accountability group. Because we were able to connect in a way that was so real, I knew what they were going through and they knew what I was going through. And we showed up for each other every single day. And that's how it's been since. I have shown up for them every single day and they've showed up for me, all because I practiced the four vital behaviors. And I could sit here and tell you that I know everything and I don't, that would be a total lie. I'm constantly messaging my upline asking questions and I still don't know everything. I feel like I get on calls and I'm confused sometimes, but I just started with the four vital behaviors. And if you are a new coach and you need something, maybe you haven't had that physical transformation, use mine. When you get in your own head and you feel like I don't want to sell, think of my friend. Think of what she said to me that day. I thought I was the only one. Take those words and know that your second sale might feel really scary, but it's not about you. It's about somebody else. They need you. And and I've carried those words every single day. I'm like
0: mesmerized by you. I'm just like listening so intently. You know, I've been trying to change the words personal development to mindset development. I just feel like People think personal development is like, oh, that's not for me. But then when they start engaging in some really great books that make them truly think deeper about who they are and how they connect with people, they're like, you need personal development. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a secret, you know. Yes, but it's it's not. (laughs) But it's no secret that you need to work on yourself first before you work with others. So that's also, you know why personal development should be you know number one vital behavior i so appreciate your honesty in all this everything that you've mentioned your honesty about uh your life before beachbody which was only six months ago Yeah, <laughs> totally different and and then what you're doing now and and how Erin hopkins you know led you to just like do this you know she knows she's been there she's experienced you know work on this and you even confronting the i'm not going to tell her that i didn't do it you know <laughs> then you know you're the one that um looks in the mirror and and says hey this isn't the change that i was hoping for you know so i so appreciate your honesty and i think that your fans right now on facebook are uh, loving your uh your <laughs> your talk this morning so let's uh, let's go let's close out the call with a superpower and i always find it funny that i'm asking a newer coach what their superpower is because you haven't been coaching that long to really have developed something but i think that you have and so why don't you share with the audience what it is that you have had to flex over six months
1: yeah so it, this question is really hard for me because I have come so far, again, that's a whole nother story um, in such a a short time. But for me, um, I felt like being open to change, but most importantly, staying true to myself was the most important thing that I've done here. I have an amazing upline. And I could sit there and pretend that I am Erin Hopkins and I could mimic and do everything that she's doing and, and everybody else that I'm following on social media. And it's so easy for us as new coaches to think we don't know what we're doing. And so we should do nothing, or we should try to pretend to be somebody else. But that's the complete opposite of what we should be doing. We don't have to tell Erin Hopkins story. You don't have to tell my story. You just have to tell your story because the people that you're going to connect with are, are going to feel that if you're not being real, they're going to be able to see right through you. And like I said, it may get you a sale. It may. You may go out and post whatever Aaron Hopkins posts or whatever I post and people may resonate with it, but for a very short time. And then they're going to see like, oh, I didn't, why did I sign up with this person? I don't even... I'm not feeling this. We're not connected. And they may fall off. If you just stay true to yourself, you are going to connect with people and you're going to be able to get them results because you stayed true to yourself and you've stayed open to change and growth. Um, You know, change doesn't happen in the comfort zone. And we've got to get out of our own way. We've got to show up for others because they truly need us. But you're only going to be able to do that if you stay true to yourself and who you are.
0: You know, all these books that you read, their titles are a title for a reason. Like it's addressing an issue, you know, like get out of your own way. You know, the compound effect of doing things consistently. And, you know, it just it sounds cliche now because those books have become like a way of talking but really what it is 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 that we we are standing in our own way and if we and change doesn't happen in in your comfort zone so i i so appreciate your insight and it's like it's like you haven't been coaching for very long but you really have gotten the the mental aspect of the growth potential in in just living a better life and and people gravitating towards that i also think that You know, the before and after picture shows a picture of a physical transformation, but a mental transformation picture is live and in person and people recognizing that you've done some internal work and there's nothing better than somebody saying, you've changed, (laughs) you know, rather than, oh, she has never changed. She's always been the same. She has, no, people are recognizing that you've done some work and you've grown and you're happier and they want to be around you and they want what you have. They want what you're doing. And so you're really a true testament to, you know, the, the mental transformation, the inner transformation <laughs> that people don't see.
1: Yeah, know, pick- absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, and it hasn't been easy. I mean, like I said, it's, it's work every single day and, and that's, that's what we're here for. We're working on
0: ourselves. Yeah. But you're reaping the benefits and that's what you wanted. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. That was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal. Yes. Okay. So um, thank you. It was really a pleasure. And I know that you told the staff to not be around the office today, so you <laughs> could do this call. So I appreciate that as well. Good luck to you. Good luck on your success. Mm-hmm. We will be watching you. And, and you know, I say that the coach's sweet spot in this business is around three years. So in two and a half years, you've got a spot on this wake-up call. We'll see uh, where things are going, how things are going. Thank um, you so
1: much for having me.